Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the NFL podcast Laces Out. We've got a guest, which is always good, because we get a different perspective and we get our guest picks. No season long picks because we're that far through the season now that our guests have been on before. But we love to have them back, as we love to have you lovely people back. One way to make sure that you can keep up to date with podcast releases is by clicking like, share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, do all of the, the like, share, subscribes. And um, if you've got an NFL fan in your life, send this podcast their way. They might even thank you for it. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast. Laces out. Recording in progress. Yes, well, at least we hope it's in progress somewhat. Uh, it's NFL American football, not that other football that's going on right now that's all kinds of round. Um, my co host is here. Um, and for you people who not, who not, there's, there's, there's grammar good for you, who not on the YouTubes. Uh, we have a guest, and it's not one of our guests, one of our multiple guests from last week. It's a new and improved guest. It's not one T, it, it's the twoest of T's. Matthew, two T's early. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. Good, good. Can't complain. Good, because we wouldn't, we wouldn't want to listen to it even if you could. Paul, how are you? I'm very well, Andrew. Uh, I can only presume that our guest this week is um, is in a uh, positive mood because his uh, fantasy football team is uh, doing him a solid, shall we speak? You say you say that because 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 what I wanted to say was, can we at no point this week mention anything to do with fantasy football? Because well, we, uh, we've we've moved on from that topic on the podcast now. We don't we don't mention it anymore. Yeah, because we? it's too painful. Much, uh, it's too painful. <laughs> I, I can... to, to borrow a phrase from a well-known children's movie, we uh, we don't talk about fantasy. Or to paraphrase, shall I say, we don't talk we about don't fantasy. We don't talk about fantasy. And there's a reason for that, because this week I lost a game by one point. And I lost a game by 40-something points. And had to use the, the gif or jif, however you say it, of uh, Hulkbuster punching Hulk in the face, and I was the Hulk in that scenario. Um, so we don't talk about fantasy. We don't talk. About uh, it's been uh, it's been banned. It's been banned on this particular podcast. As I said, podcast. as as I said in in our offline group, it's okay. My entire bench is populated by injured, out for the season, or out mystery out. It's fine though, because I'll just jump onto the waivers and grab myself a healthy. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not, no, because there aren't any. So my season is basically over, just like the actual. So yes, I got it in early. Anyway, enough listening to me. I, I had a win. I had a win this weekend. 
No, Matthew, we said we weren't going to talk about fantasy. You can't, I mean, just just throw that one in. Just throw that one right in there. Straight out of it. Straight out of it. I had a win. How many um how many trophies do you have on the mantle so far? Um I don't know because I've not actually got a got a trophy from me- doing it. Me- than, metaphorical than metaphorical trophies, Matthew. Um it could be is it two? I think it's at two. least two. Going for I think a third? I'm the only one that's got that's won it twice. Going for a, a three peat. Yeah. Definitely. Let's 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 not get ahead of ourselves here, fellas. League history. It's one of those things, at this point in time, we've got to deal... Everybody's got to deal with um, the the Philadelphia Eagles, Philip Walls, because that team is a freaking juggernaut. Every time I look at the league table, it's like... what What's, what's Phil been doing in the off-season? Just getting jacked. In fantasy, just like oof, curling out stats, just. I think he's going to be more green bear though, and bottle it when it comes to playoffs. He's going to choke. To be yeah. fair, he, he has That's he has got the number one and number two running back in fantasy. I mean, what does that mean these days? Yeah, I mean that is somewhat unheard of. He's got a, he's got a top four wide receiver. He's got the number one tight end. He's got pretty much the best defense you can have. He's he's basically just a bit of a he's just a bit of a slug, isn't he? Really. Let, let's let's be honest. Yeah. He's war he's walking it at the moment. That's all I know. Anyway, with his, with his one loss so far, one loss. Um. We're not going to talk about fantasy anymore because it's too. We're not talking about fantasy. It's too painful. Yeah. Um, it is indeed. It's too painful. So instead of instead of talking about fantasy, what we're going to do is we're talking. We're going to talk about week twelve in the NFL. And obviously, as last week was Thanksgiving week mm-hmm. in the NFL. Obviously, we first of all hope all of our American friends that uh, that tune in had a a wonderful Thanksgiving and uh, you know were. Uh, Grateful for all their wares and whatnots and knickknacks and things like that. Um, but there were a full slate of games as it is Thanksgiving, so all sixteen games were in play to pick from and uh, to select from a predictions point of view. So myself, Andy, and last week's guests, which was Stu and James Forrester Graham, I used to put in predictions, and with ten. Out of 16 picks correct, coming in fourth place is the podcast host himself. It is Mr. Andrew Cook. Son of a bitch. Mr. Cook was let down by the Colts, Mm. the Seahawks, the Titans, Mm. the Ravens, the Buccaneers, and the Broncos. As well as not discussing fancy, I think we should put a ban on discussing anything to do with the Denver Broncos because fucking hell, we we may have to mention the. Um, I don't think I don't think it's an altercation when there's no there's no fisticuffs, but the um, d- displeasure of the uh, of the Denver Broncos with a certain quarterback. Yes. That video has been shown. 
many times. Um, <clears throat> yes, I'm not. I, there's no real surprise that I was let down by the Denver Broncos. I think everybody's been let down by the Denver Broncos. Very, very true. Ah, so in joint second slash third place with eleven out of sixteen picks correct. It is both of last week's guests, Stu Woodmansey, let down by the Buccaneers, the Ravens, the G- uh, not the Jets, sorry, the tight the, the Buccaneers, the Ravens, the Titans, the Falcons, and the Seahawks. Uh, James Forrester Gray was let down by the Patriots, the Buccaneers, the Ravens, the Falcons, and the Seahawks. So, taking the win this week with 12 out of 16 selections correct is my good self, Mr. Paul Williams. I was only let down by the Buccaneers, the Ravens, the Falcons, and, yes, that's correct, ladies and gentlemen, the Seattle Seahawks. Um... So yes, 12 out of 16 picks correct. Gets me another point on the predictions board. Uh, extends my lead. So we have uh, the guest on two and a half points for the season. Andy with four points for the season. And myself with six and a half points for the season. I feel like I ended last season on four points. <laughs> so I'm probably doing better than I did last season. Uh, you wish <laughs> you ended last season on four points is all I'll say. <laughs> Having looked at it here, NFL Week 18 picks, Andrew Cook, two points. Two points, there we go. I've doubled in less weeks. That's amazing. Um, Speaking of the Ravens letting people down, um, one lucky or unlucky person uh, was was doubly let down when they took to Twitter to talk about, uh, to talk poo-poos about Lamar Jackson. Um, tagging Lamar Jackson and saying about how if he wants his two hundred and fifty million guaranteed, he can't play that way and blah 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 blah. All that. Um, Lamar Jackson took the opportunity to respond directly to said person, and his response was the the ending of his response uh, about how the person in question had probably never even sniffed a football field and what they were instead doing with their time was perfection. Uh, I, I encourage anybody to look it up if you've not seen it. It's uh, it's it's word mastery from from uh, Mr. Jackson. Um, but yes, some would say a surprise defeat for the Ravens. Mm. So, all that's left from week 12 is the stat, which we will come to in a second. And the small matter of last week's side bet. So, of course, this is the new feature on the podcast. This is where Andy and myself both pick four teams that we believe will win in that particular week. Uh, we uh, will get points for all the correct answers we make and no points for the, uh, for the incorrect answers. So, as it stood last week, Andy had closed the gap somewhat. And Andy was on 27 points for the season, whereas I was on 30 points for the season. So... Within uh, within three, can he pull it back so it's closer, or will I be able to extend my lead? So, Andy started off the week relatively well by uh, first game of the week. He had the Buffalo Bills to beat the Detroit Lions. Lovely stuff. Nice little point there. His second pick, a very solid. He had the Los Angeles Chargers to beat the Cardinals. It went down to the wire, but he did get the point. 
Very well done, sir. Next up, another solid pick. You had the T- Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the Browns. I need to Don't learn. I need to learn to stay away from certain teams in the side bet. It's I, all right though. I think the books need to go on that round. list. He's pulled it round nicely by taking the Seattle Seahawks to beat the last the Las Vegas Raiders. Fuck. Not a great week for Mister Cook. Two out of four points. We're moving him on to twenty nine. Halfway for ladies. Halfway for ladies, if, if you will. Playing off the ladies' tees. Lovely stuff. So, how could I respond? I didn't start very well. I'd taken the Ravens to beat the Jaguars. Poor form, Mr. Williams. Poor form. I did, however, have the 49ers to beat the Saints. The Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Los Angeles Rams. And the Miami Dolphins to beat the Moribund. Houston, Texans. Damn it. Three points. Right there in the old skyrocket. Moving me on to 33 points for the season. Re-establishing that four-point gap. Damn it. We'll get on to the side-bet predictions in week 13 when we get to that particular point. But just to put a nice little bow on week 12, I believe we do have some delicious, tasty week 12 stats to go through with you, ladies and gentlemen. Now then, as I explained to these two gentlemen here when I was dishing out the stats, um, there's not many, but they are plentiful in a, in the sense of they're huge stats. That's what she said. Uh, these are the stats for week 12 of the 2022 season, brought to us by the stats mistress and brought to her by Nate Davis of USA Today. Big thank yous all round. And here is my first, what I would consider, monster stat. And talk about talk about somebody writing the stats for me specifically because with two thirds of the regular season complete, in brackets, the season's basically over at this point. Uh, the AFC and NFC playoff pictures are beginning to come into focus. If the postseason began tomorrow, it doesn't. Three teams from each conference, Baltimore Ravens, Miami Dolphins, New York Jets, New York Giants, Minnesota Vikings, and Washington Commanders, who didn't make it in 2021, would advance into the field. I don't want to keep banging on about how this has got to be the weirdest season ever, but, I mean, there's three teams there that you wouldn't expect to be seeing. I'll let you decide which ones. Another monster stat. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, the sheer fact that the entirety of the NFC East makes it into the postseason as we stand is ridiculous. Yeah. Carry on. Now, if you want monster stats, here's here's a whopper. Very, in brackets... Early returns on the Jets' decision to bench Zach Wilson in favour of of backup Mike White? Question mark. Spectacular. Now I'm going to stop the stat there. Having Zach Wilson on the sidelines in a hoodie, looking like um, Anakin in the third Star Wars movie. That's for you, Paul. Um, is that like some kind of weird punishment? <laughs> is that like 
go and sit over there and see how it's supposed to be done, you naughty, naighty boy. Moving on. It could have been worse. It could have been worse. It could have been asked to watch as Joe Flacco was given the starting position. Hmm. While, uh, while White completed 22 of 28 passes for 315 yards and three touchdowns, two to rookie, rookie, two to rookie wide receiver Garrett Wilson, who has yet to catch a scoring strike from Zach Wilson, Wilson to Wilson, and a sublime. 149.3 quarterback rating as the New York Jets mauled the QB1 missing Chicago Bears 31-10. The Jets win combined with the New England Patriots loss on Thanksgiving night moved New York back into the AFC bracket as the seventh seed, third wildcard, with the Pats on the outside looking in. Mmm, delicious. <sighs> I I caught a clip of I think it was like the Richard Sherman podcast and he was blowing up the uh the the what he is referring to as franchise quarterback for the New York Jets. Third stat for the week, Carolina Panthers quarterback Sam Darnold made his 2022 debut Sunday after Missing most of the year with a high ankle sprain suffered in pre-season. But even while knocking the rust off, Donald passed for a touchdown and recovered his own fumble in the end zone for another score while avoiding the turnovers that played his time with the Jets. Number four for me, the Chargers and Cardinals entered Sunday among teams wallowing at 500 or worse. But with an opportunity to still make a playoff push, it was the Bolts who pushed forward in the desert with a 25-24 victory and gave LA coach Brandon Staley credit. His call to go for two points and the win after the Chargers scored a touchdown with 15 seconds left provided uh, proved successful and decisive. Paul, you might have some stats for us. Maybe. I certainly do. I certainly do, Mr. Cook. So, for the first time since 1994, when the NFL adopted the option for two-point conversions, multiple games were won on two-point scores after touchdowns in the final two minutes of the fourth quarter. Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers was unable to finish against the Philadelphia Eagles in obvious pain with an oblique injury before giving way to backup Jordan Love in the second half. With the pack dropping to 4-8, and eight, could it be time to take an extended look at Love? And that may be a move of necessity, depending on Rodgers' health. So this I believe is... he was on the Pat McAfee show today and has said that he feels okay, so his, his intention is to play this week. But, but this is but this is Aaron Rodgers who's come out saying that he's been injured for the majority of the season. Since week five, he's saying he's been injured with a broken thumb, which is affecting how he throws the ball, yet it's the first time anybody's heard anything about it. <laughs> and finally, for me, and he's, he's here to listen, so... Let's talk about his beloved San Francisco 49ers. The surging San Francisco 49ers won their fourth game in a row 
blanking the New Orleans Saints 13 to nothing, whilst moving into sole possession of first place of the NFC West. The Niners' 4-0 division record will make it even harder for the second-place Seattle Seahawks to unseat them. Mr. Uh, Mr. Hurley, why don't you uh, finish us off this week, sir? I just got to say, I liked your, uh, your other Star Wars reference for the par when you said Wookiee. Yeah, I realised having made a Star Wars reference to then <laughs> fluff a word which actually resulted in Wookiee, I was like, well, let's, <laughs> let's go with it. It, it. It's a happy accident. <laughs> right, okay, so it was the first time in 332 games, the longest active streak in the league dating to the 2001 season, that the New Orleans Saints were shut out. The last team to whitewash them was also the San Francisco 49ers. So, say, uh, just, sorry, just, just to sort of like lead on to that, apparently I saw something on Twitter where someone had said that the uh, so they were the last team to, be, to, to do that to them. Do you know who the last team to do it to him before them was? The San Francisco 49ers. And uh, the team before that? 49ers? Uh, it was the San Francisco 49ers. So the last four times that the, uh, the Saints have been shut out, every single game has been against the 49ers. Crazy. I wonder if it was in uh, San Francisco as well. Someone else. Um, and that was courtesy back in 2001 of quarterback Jeff Garcia and wide receiver Terrell Owens. The first place Tampa Bay Buccaneers overtime loss to the Cleveland Browns means all four teams in the NFC South have a losing record. Bucks rookie tight end Co-Keefed, is that how you say it? I've never heard of him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, became the 96th player to catch a touchdown pass from Tom Brady during the quarterback's 23-year career. And finally, Baltimore Ravens kicker Justin Tucker drilled an NFL record 66-yard field goal last year indoors in Detroit. Sunday, Tucker's game-winning attempt from 67 yards outside in Jacksonville, came up just short in Baltimore's 28-27 loss, but he did score 13 of the Ravens' points. Good job. Giving the Jaguars credit, second-year quarterback Trevor Lawrence capped his best day as a pro, 321 yards, three touchdown passes, and 129.8 rating um, with a 10-yard touchdown pass and subsequent two-point pass with 14 seconds left in the one-point triumph. So so the Jags was the Jags was one of the teams I was going to mention. Um, there's a couple of teams that I was like, I, I think we need to sort of look at this. And having seen the Jags play live this year, um, it, it's weird because with them being mostly terrible for a very long time it's weird to see them not and i keep saying this every week you know there are teams where it's like why are they why are they doing well this season um and the jaguars is one of them they they're they're a good team that come up against probably better opponents when they lose which i know i know that's how the game works i know that's how a lot of sporting events go but 
in wins, especially like the one at the weekend, you do get to see the glimpses of a team that is actually a good team. When they go up against a really good team and win, it's that, oh, maybe there is something there. Um, so they were one of the teams that I wanted to highlight this week, having watched that and, and just being like, yeah, they're, they're, they're a good team. They just, you know, when they come up against better teams, they get, they get beaten. But as this weekend showed, not always. Um, at this point in time, I believe we have we have the need for a small commercial break with actual commercials, if I can get them in there. Um, we will return to talk a little bit more about something from week 12, and then we'll move swiftly into predicting what we think is going to happen in week 13. Unlucky for some... Gonna have to pick outside the box this week, I reckon. There's gonna have to be a lot of that team's never gonna win this game. So I'm picking them. Find out if that's the case when we come right back. See you in a tick. This is Cookie Cast. This is Cookie Cast. Thanks for listening. Bum, bum, bum. Now, check out all the other amazing podcasts on the Cookie Cast network. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Now, back to the amazing episode. Recording in progress. And we are back. Uh, I know I mentioned I mentioned that there was one there was one other thing I wanted to cover from the uh, from the week twelve stuff, and it was in fact the Packers Eagles game. Um, I sat I sat down to specifically watch the Packers Eagles game as a you know that forty-minute roundup thing because I wanted to sort of get a bit more, like digest it a little bit more. And for however the Packers have been doing this season, I thought they played really well. I thought as that as as a game they'd done really well in that game. But I also thought that game just highlighted how dominant the Eagles are this season. I, I, I having, I just sat in the pocket with, the Eagles are only winning because they're going up against terrible teams or not not great teams. They're going, and when I saw the breakdown and it was like, played this team this week when that team was banged up. Played this team this week when a certain player was missing. Played this team this week when this team was banged up. The defense was off. The quarterback wasn't there, and I was like, the Eagles have only won because. They've had an easy run. And eventually they're going to come up against the team that, and they're going to get beaten. And that did happen, but not necessarily the team anybody thought was going to be the one to take e- the Eagles' winning streak. But sitting down to watch that game and being like, oh, the Packers are actually playing really well in this game. But the Eagles... I'm like... Because I, I worked on the principle, they were going to get beaten, and then they were going to get beaten again at another point, and they were going to get beaten, and then they were going to go to maybe get into the playoffs, and then get beaten in the playoffs, and then they'll go out. Watching that game, I was like, these are contenders. This is a team that could be standing on the stage at the end of it all. They look dominant. They look scary. 
scary good. And I had to reevaluate, like, because again, I, st I still think I've got last season's mentality. Last season, you could look at a game and you could go, that team's good, that team's rubbish, that team's going to win. And 85% of the time, get it right. Now you look at the game and you go, that team should be good, and that team's probably not as good, so that team's going to win it. And then you come away going, I only got half of my games this week because the other half of the games were just complete insanity. So, yeah. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting when, you know, the, one of the stats said that we can start to see what the playoff picture looks like and yeah, I get that there's, you know, teams that are starting to pull away. You know, when you're looking at teams that are playing and they're five and five. I think it was like the books were five and five. And it's like, okay, probably not going to the playoffs at the rate you're going. And then you've got nine and one Eagles, ten and one Eagles, whatever it is. And it's like, I think we can see what's in your future. But then, so, I, I've said it a few weeks running, so many teams are like, their their win loss is, you know, not far off fifty percent. It's like, okay, do we start flipping a coin to work out what the playoffs are going to look like? Interesting to say that we're going into uh, week thirteen, and still, you know, could either of you two at this point in time confidently say what the playoff picture is? I think four, if not five, of the spots are probably sewn up for me anyway. And then you've got your sort of your wild card sort of games. But the one that's like throwing it out is the is the NFC South because obviously all the teams in that division are under five hundred. So it only takes the Bucks losing another couple and the Falcons winning another couple, or even the Panthers at this point because the Panthers are like not out of it. Um, yeah baffling to say that they're on their third quarterback of the season um, but yeah they're the sort of the ones and, and because of the structure of the playoffs they're going to they, the winner of that division is guaranteed a home game hmm. so it's just going to completely skew everything because if, if, if it is the book which it probably will be because they're probably the one who will be able to cobble some, like, some wins together to get in if the books get in they'll probably get a home playoff against at this point, whoever finishes second to the Eagles. How long are the books going to leave it before they pick up the phone and call Gronk to come back and win the entire <laughs> season for them? Because it Gronk get get Gronk on the phone, get Brown <laughs> on the phone. Antonio Brown's waiting by the phone right now. Like any minute, they're going to pick up the phone and they're going to call any second now. But. I I I I would have to go back and double check, but I'm pretty sure there was there was a, a podcast where I was like, I mean they're just going to wait till the back end of the season and get and get and dust off Gronk, aren't they? Because that's how that's that's how seasons have been won in the past. I always I always pointed out that they they have Gronk starting at the beginning and then he gets an injury that's never disclosed. They just put him in a cupboard somewhere and then. As that slide towards the playoffs begin, they're like, "Oh, did you forget that we've got this massive guy who likes to catch 
footballs thrown by Tom Brady and basically hands down wins games on his own. Oh, did we forget to mention that he wasn't actually injured? And, you know, it's maybe time to... probably end that Royal Rumble. (laughs) Probably end that Royal Rumble and then end up in playoffs with Tom Brady. He's called it, it, ladies and gents. The... uh, (laughs) The pick is in, so that was that was kind of the last the last sort of thing I had for se- for season for um for week twelve, which brings us swiftly to week thirteen. Unlucky for some, or is it? Um, I know I sent my picks, so I know Miss Williams has my picks. Um, do you have guest picks? I do not have guest picks. Live so on air. This will go live. 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 As we speak. So, our first game of week 13 sees the Bills in the early Thursday slot once again. We have the Buffalo Bills travelling to New England to take on the Patriots. Mr. Mister Hurley, how do you see this one going? Um... I've probably gone against what you guys have probably picked. And I'm going to go for the Pats. Wow. Wow. Um, what, 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 what? Yeah. I don't that think is... it's going to be a high-scoring game, but I think I think the Pats' defence will probably shut a lot of the Bills out, I reckon. Now, like, I can't remember, but was this the game from last season where it snowed, like, horrifically or the wind was just utterly ridiculous and it ended up as like a 7-3 game or something like that it was, there was a game yeah. between the Pats and the Bills last season where the weather just they, the wind just completely ruined it and it basically it was pretty much run every single time yeah it wouldn't surprise me because like the under snow at the moment out of Buffalo and mm. Boston's not that far so. it is not so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Patriots, Stroud, Patriots Bills, they played twice last season, and the second of the two games, uh, now online, the first of the two games was a 10-14 to the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was that was a game where they, like Matt Jones had something ridiculous, like three passing attempts. In the other game, the Bills absolutely owned them. It was like 33-21. Yes. So, we move to the Sunday slot of games, and the early games start with the Pittsburgh Steelers travelling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. What do you have for this one? Um, hmm, could flip a coin with this one, really. Um, the Steelers did look good last week, but I'll probably just go with the Falcons, I think. So, I'm not sure why, but yeah. Falcons, of course, oh. coming off the loss yeah. to the Washington Commanders, whereas the Steelers coming off a big win against the Indianapolis Colts. Andy and Matt, both in agreement, I think the Falcons will get the win. I think the Steelers are on, I think they've, they've, they've hit that sort of upward trajectory. And yeah. if, they can, if they can win out between now and the end of the season, Mike Tomlin will preserve his record of never having a losing season. So, whilst that's still up for debate, I think they'll uh, they'll try and play to it. Next up, 
We've got the Denver Broncos taking on the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Broncos, with you guys. Yeah. With Broncos, definitely. Yeah. Russell Wilson's going to start cooking. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I've written Ravens down one. will lose another week. I, I, think, you have to, I think you have to take his nah. first answer. I think you've got to take his first please, answer. He's serious. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no shot there. We've all got for the Ravens. Uh, next up, we've got the Green Bay Packers taking on the Chicago Bears. The injured Aaron Rodgers against the questionable Justin Fields. Uh, Do we know if he's due to return for this game? Well, you could be talking about either of them here, couldn't you? Yeah. Question marks about both quarterbacks. So it's a case of, if it comes down to it, which backup is stronger? I think I think uh, Aaron Rodgers will play because he loves owning the Bears, doesn't he? Um, has, has it been me to say I'm going to have to go with the Packers, but I do hope the Bears will change. Yep, so we've all remembered last season when he, I believe he rushed in a touchdown and uh, just delighted the, uh, the watching Soldier Field faithful by reminding him that he still owned them. So, uh, yeah, we all think this will happen again. We've all gone for the Green Bay Packers in that one. <coughs> Next up, on paper, terrible game. In reality, probably quite a decent game. The Jacksonville Jaguars at the Detroit Lions. I'm going to go with the Lions. I think they're uh, playing really well in uh, hitting the wide receivers at the moment. Not St. Brown's a monster, isn't he? Like yeah. The Mm-hmm. It just, it just so, makes so, it easier. Yeah, so you're, uh, you're not wrong. I, I am in agreement. They were very unlucky against the Bills, I felt, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and I think they will um, be able to just about hold off the Jaguars and get the win. Andy, however, has gone with the Jags on that one. Like I said <laughs> like I said earlier, the Jags... Uh, I, I, I would... I, it's, it's very rare that you will hear me send uh, send props down down Detroit way but um I I thought that that the Lions looked really good on Thanksgiving it was a bit like who 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 um but yeah there's definitely something about this Jags team mm. next up do we do we call it a revenge game do we call it a a, a dirty game? Do we call it the game that shouldn't really have been allowed to take place? Well, we have the Cleveland Browns and potentially for the first time in a Cleveland Browns uniform, Deshaun Watson travelling to Houston to take on the Texans, the team he was traded from. What do you reckon on this one? I'll go with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, we've all picked the Browns this one, regardless of if Watson plays. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that the Browns are a much better side than the Texans at this particular point. So, yeah, we've all gone for the Browns in that one. Uh, Next up, we have the New York Jets taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I've liked the Jets all season. I think they're the well drilled side is probably the best way to describe them. Um, I think they're going to run with that 
rookie quarterback now, aren't they? Is it Mike White? Yeah, I think he was. I think he was in the building last season because he played a couple of games last season. But he seems yeah. to have uh, gotten going again. But, but that said, uh, Vikings have been consistent all season, so I can't really look past them. No, that's another one we've all picked in agreement there. The Vikings, even with Kirky Boy under centre, um, this this somehow still managed to sort of win games. I'm saying in spite of him, not because of him. So, uh, yeah, we've all gone for the Vikings in that one. We need four touchdowns from Dalvin Cook as well. Well, well, that'd be nice for you, wouldn't it? Next up, we have the Washington Commanders taking on the New York Giants. Yeah, I think this is going to be a low-scoring game that's probably full of rushing, really. Um, And I'll probably go with the Giants just because I think they've got the better rushers. It's another one across the board. Yeah. The Giants, obviously, think there's more to Dan, G- Dan Jones and uh, Saquon Barkley than there is to um, Taylor Heineke and his array of running backs. Uh, mm. Next up, potential game of the week with the Tennessee Titans taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Eagles. I looked, um, I looked on the betting forecasts and 75% of people are betting on the Titans to win in Philadelphia, which I thought was surprising. Interesting. So yourself yeah. and Andy have picked, the ti- have picked the Eagles. I have gone for the Titans on this one. I think the Eagles, yeah. whilst they look good, they're not winning games by loads. Obviously, the Packers yeah. kept them close on Sunday. And that was with like the injury to Aaron Rodgers as well. So I think they're going to lose at least one more between now and the end of the season. And this one, along with like the games against the rest of the NFC East, looks like the toughest one. So I reckon they could lose this one. So I've gone with the Titans. Next up, we've got the Seattle Seahawks against the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, the uh, I'd never go with the Rams. I mean, they've got any running good running backs. I've got no wide receivers of the. No, it's been absolutely dogless year. So it's been it's been a very underwhelming Super Bowl defense, shall we say, by the uh, <laughs> by the Rams sadly this season and. Uh, Despite what some of the people on this podcast might think, I don't think they'll be going back to the Super Bowl this season. I was listening to a very interesting podcast that was talking at length about the Rams and last year's Super Bowl. Um, I don't want to use the word conspiracy theory because it's some people call it conspiracy theory, others call it the truth. We'll move on before we get a uh, suit from the uh, from the NFL headquarters. Uh, we move on to the Miami Dolphins taking <laughs> on the San Francisco 49ers. Do I even need to ask on this one? Oh, it's the Dolphins. Um, well, the Caesars Sportsbook has predicted... 86% are going to go with the Dolphins, but 
I'm with the 14%. I thought you might be. 49 is better. So, yeah. Strange that. So, both you and Andy are in the minority with your pick of the 49ers. I think there's something to this Finns team. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think... They, yeah. they, I, I, I just, just because of the deep, in, in-rooted hatred of everything San Francisco, for me, I can't, in all good conscience, <laughs> pick the 49ers. They annoy me as a franchise, so fins up, mother, mother truckers. Next up, another contender for Game of the Week, potentially, where we have the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs. Against going back there, I think I think Shanahan's gonna. Oh, I think I think we had a bit of lag there, so apologies if there was any sort of confusion over the course of the airwaves. <laughs> but the next game is again potential for game of the week, where the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm gonna go for the Bengals' revenge. I think. Ooh, interesting. Bengals are, of course, at home in this one, so it's not, not, not a massive shock. But me and Andy have picked the Chiefs in that one. Obviously looking like the standout candidate from the AFC at the particular time, but it, it happened last season, so they, they, might, they might do it again to them. Uh, next up, we have the Los Angeles Chargers against the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to go with the Raiders. Interesting. Liked what he saw last week. Yeah, against Jacobs the uh, Seahawks. Yeah, Jacobs is running yeah. touchdowns in for fun, isn't he? He is the number one ranked running back in fantasy currently. So, who saw that at the start of the season? Uh, myself and Andy have picked the Chargers. Uh, obviously, not a lot of faith in the Raiders to put back to back wins together. We move. To the Sunday night football, where the Indianapolis Colts take on the Dallas Cowboys in Jarrah World. Yeah, put me down for America's team. America's team, and this week certainly, the podcast's team. And obviously backed by Andrew Cook's favourite quarterback of all time, Dakota Prescott. Finally... You're not getting Listen, away. Just, you're not getting away with it. That I'm, I'm just uh, Andrew. I'm just reading the facts. Have you or have you not picked the Cowboys to beat the Colts? We're not talking about picking the Cowboys. We're talking about a man who has himself as his phone background. And as I saw in a post earlier in the week, if you have yourself as your phone background, it is official. That you are insane. So I'm just gonna, just gonna put that one. Oh, there. is that not is that not a thing? <laughs> this is where Toots is like, uh, just just need to make a scroll, a, 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 scroll, a, a, scroll, a quick change, screen change, change. change, make background picture. <laughs> Dak Prescott. I'll put I'll put Carl Shanahan now. There Carl we go. Shanahan, much better. Now. Yeah. We finish with the Monday Night Football, which sees the New Orleans Saints travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. How do you feel about this one? Um, yeah, 
betting they've said 71% would go with the Saints to win, but I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Bucks, I think. Crazy talk. I think that's. I think that can only be based on the fact that in the in the regular season, the Saints have kind of had Tom Brady's number for the last couple of years, but he did beat him earlier in the season. And and it's not the same Saints. What? It's not the same Saints. It's a completely different version of the Saints. Drew Brees isn't there. The 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 their running backs don't look anything like they did previously. It's just it's a it's a different team. Not great. And it was scarless. There was scarless last weekend as well. So yeah. Not great. Not great against probably one of the best teams in the league. But you know. It's... That brings us to the end of the week thirteen predictions, ladies and gentlemen. All that's left is for myself and Andy to uh, to divvy up four games each. That we think, oh, sorry, to deliver up four games each that we think are going to produce a definite winner. Uh, obviously, Andy um, technically lost last week, so can decide whether he wants to go first or to put me into bat. Um, I will be going first this week, please. And my first pick is the first pick. So I would like the Buffalo Bills to absolutely destroy the New England Patriots in more ways than one. I'd just like to see it. Um, and I'd like that to be my pick. Andy rolling with the technique that served him well last week by picking the Bills in the very first game. Looking to get off on the correct foot with a nice, easy start. I will see that bet, and I'll raise you a little Baltimore Ravens against Denver Broncos action. So I'm going to have me some Ravens. And with my second pick. I'm going to have the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Indianapolis Colts. Your two selections are set. The Philadelphia Eagles to beat the Tennessee Titans. That is a bold <clears throat> call. My friend, your third selection. <sighs> They've let me down in the past. Uh, okay, the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. I was looking. I was looking at that Seahawks Rams game, and I was like. But then, if you look at the last week, it's a bit. Seahawks are weird this season. You're absolutely right, Andy. You'd be a fool. (laughs) The Seattle Seahawks. Which is why I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks to beat the Los Angeles Rams. I honestly think we're maybe a week. A week or two away from the the uh, the Rams literally shutting anyone down who's in anywhere near to being like a, a key piece for next season. So Aaron Donald, he won't be playing every snap. Um, some of the offensive line, yeah, they ain't going to be starting games. Do you yeah, see? Did you see that hit that Sean McVay took? Oh, nearly lost his 
head. Brutal. People were saying, like, with a, with a hit like that, it's amazing that you didn't have to go off Concussion like, protocol. and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, right then, so, my final selection, I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the New Orleans Saints. Risky, some might say. I looked at it, I considered it, I just... In some ways, this will sound weird, but in some ways I'm glad you've taken it. Obviously, I won't be glad when it's a pick that wins a point for you and... and um, what might be what might be considered to be a bit of a um, I don't know, but uh, I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers to beat the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Raiders, man. <sighs> I think the Raiders have been unlucky. This the Raiders time. have been unlucky. I will I will oh. agree with you there, but they. Seem to be consistently unlucky, so yeah, um, yeah, I can yeah. tell. So, to clarify, to reiterate, the side bet for week 13 sees Andy select the Buffalo Bills away at the New England Patriots, the Philadelphia Eagles at home to the Tennessee Titans, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Cincinnati Bengals. And the, Los, and the Los Angeles Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. I, on the other hand, have selected the Baltimore Ravens at home to the Denver Broncos, the Dallas Cowboys at home to the Indianapolis Colts, the Seattle Seahawks at the Los, uh, the Los Angeles Rams, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home to the New Orleans Saints. That, ladies and gentlemen, is your Week 13 preview selections, side bet, predictions, all done and dusted. It's fantastic stuff. You love it. You love to see it. Um, that is uh, that is week 13 wrapped up. Uh, week twelve is in the rearview mirror. Week thirteen coming over the horizon. It's uh, it's just does to say thank you to Matthew for joining us. Um, Welcome. Thank you to my co-host for joining me week in week out and uh, manning the book the book. Um, hopefully I can uh, claw some of those points back and as a collective we can claw points back from your uh, your weekly total um, but I always appreciate you being here to uh, to help me um, wrangle guests and the like and uh, the only the only person or people left to thank at the end of all this is the lovely listener or watcher for joining us week in, week out, when we talk about sport that's not from our country. Madness. Madness, that tells you. Uh, and uh, we can only finish in one way, and that is for me to say the season's basically over at this point. So enjoy it while you can. It'll be playoffs before you know it. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, thank you to the Toots. Thank you to the to the poll and thank you to you the lovely lovely listener or watcher and we will see you next time bye bye
there you go what you think to that big thank you to matthew for joining us as our guest big thank you to you for listening along if you made it this far you're a superstar especially if you're one of our lovely podcast subscribers like share subscribe and comment drop any reviews you want to drop and you can also check out our website it's thecookiecast.com there we've got social media links and an email button you can get in touch with us many ways and we encourage you to do so that's it for this one till next time i'm going to say bye and i'll see you then thanks for listening to this episode of cookie cast